0: There'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash gelb to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Short synopsis of the previous episode, Amad Zayn, page seventeen. You spoke about that the unlimited power of voice, even though it's made up of uh, the limited elements, the spiritual elements of fire, water, and wind, that <clears throat> the way that these the elements are make up the voice and is a very in a very simple way, an undefined way, it's above limitation. Therefore, it doesn't contradict the unlimited power of the voice. And then we brought up in the parentheses an interesting question. Sometimes you see that the, one of the elements has a, has an intense power and overcomes other elements within the voice, creating different aspects of the voice. And we said how how that's not a contradiction to the unlimited power of the voice. And after that, we said that the the letter Aleph, we said is the intermediary between the unlimited power, the simplicity of the voice, and the limited expressions of the speech. The Aleph is what stops the simple voice and allows it to become expressed in a limited way. And that is the 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 how the letters they bring the 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 unlimited voice into specific expressions and differentiation to different letters, as we know that the the letters are not one letter is not even is not uh, comparable to the next letter. They each have their own their own idea and their own expression. So in essence, the letters are totally uh, limited and subject to change. There, that's that's why a person has to enunciate the letters, and not just to roll his letters, to emphasize each letter, or else they'll you'll miss what the person's saying, because each letter is different. So um, the letters are totally limited, whereas the speech is simple and unlimited. So idea above and godliness means that the voice of Hashem is the expression of Hashem's unlimited energy. And that's why it says in the different places in Kabbalah that the voice of Hashem relates to the world of which to the level of Zom, the Mides of Atilas. And we know that Midis of Atilas is still within the unlimited power of Hashem, his unlimited expression. And also, the root, the, the source of, of the Midis of Atilas is in a very high level, sublime level of godliness, which is called Atik, the Primis of Kesar, the inner level of Kesser, which is the totally transcendent, unlimited level of godliness. And with from this level of the simple voice of Hashem, the unlimited expression of Hashem, the limited worlds would never be able to recreate it. Only from the speech of Hashem, the letters of Hashem, like it says in the Hashem created the world through speech, that can be from that can be creation. And we said that the speech is relating to the level of Malchus of Atzilus. Like a king rules over his nation through his speech and his commands, and that's how he is a king. So king, a king and speech are totally synonymous, and the speech is what brings the different limited expressions to that div- unlimited divine energy and that has created that's why speech malchus is built is made up of gvures, of severities and contractions to hide the unlimited power of Hashem to allow it to be expressed in limited ways to create limited worlds and that's the the meaning of the verse kveid molchus cheymeidu de Beiru that uh, mal- the malchus <coughs> in the speech of Hashem is built by gvurascha your severities and your limitations and then we said that there's also another idea of the five severities of um, the five severities was made, which uh, are expressed not only in Malchus, the concealing of the divine energy within Malchus to allow the limited creation of the worlds, the limited expressions of that divine energy. Also, there's the five severities within the level of Bina of Atsilas, which that is a basically bringing down and allowing there to be somewhat of a revelation of godliness within the limited world so they shouldn't feel totally separate from their source from godliness and they should be allowed be able to nullify themselves back to that source like the angels bowing to hashem and nullifying themselves because they realized because they feel a little bit of divine revelation and therefore nullify themselves to that and there's different types of angels and different expressions uh, even within the angels that relate to chesed There's different levels of those angels, and therefore, even though that these five severities of the the level of Bina of are really an expression of drawing down of chesed, of drawing down a revelation of godliness, nevertheless, since the revelation is drawn down to specific entities, to different spiritual entities, different angels, therefore, there has to be this idea of the five severities, the contraction of the energy to allow for limited expression in different ways like the fingers on the hand, the five fingers relating to the five severities which allow a person to separate different objects. So too the five severities separate the divine energy to different spiritual entities. Ella, cold looking hein vuris vures so. The heig how they are in Bina, which which we are seeing here that they bring about a revelation of godliness within the worlds and allow the creations to feel their source and, be null- and nullify themselves back to, to Hashem, um, that they shouldn't feel f- separate from their source, that there should be an ability to have a Bital Hayesh. That is through the Heg Vudis, the five severities of Bina, of Bina, which they do have a certain type of contraction to allow the godliness to be revealed within the worlds, but at the same time, they're grudis they're sweetened severities. Um, so, what, is that, what does that mean? Because in the end, they're not just contracting godliness to allow for a limited creation like this, like the five severities, how they are in za, In the Midas of Atsilis, they bring they bring the godly energy so far down that it should be able to go through malchus and create limited creations. Here we're talking about it brings about, in the end, a revelation of godliness within the world. It's not a concealment. So therefore, there's severities because they're contracting godliness a little bit, but in the end, they're sweetened because they're allowing for a revelation of godliness. It says in regarding the cup of blessing that is held, when a person says the blessing after the mill is, when the Zeyar says that this cup, you're holding it, it rests. the cup rests upon the five fingers of the right hand. Which is it known always in the right, the right side always refers to Chesed, kindness. Uh, and these five fingers, which refer refer to the five severities, they are called Yeshuas, salvations. Like it's in the verse over there, speaks about the verse Kois Yeshuas Esa, speaking about the, the the cup of blessing, the Koishal Bracha, that a person holds during the the benching. It says Kois Yeshuas, a cup of salvations, I shall raise up. So obviously. If it's calling salvations, this, uh, salvations comes from kindness, the kindness of Hashem, and a revelation of godliness, and not from concealment. So these five fingers, even though we're talking about five fingers, which are five concealments, which conceal the godliness, but there are on the right hand, and therefore they're called the five concealments, are called salvations here, because they're bringing about revelation of godliness. The Rizal says in that there that it's referring to the five severities which are sweetened by, by kindness not just five severities, how they, are, how they are just totally concealing. And this idea of of the sweetened severities is the same idea, or, uh, we find this in another place, like it says in the in the Gemara and the Mishnah, why we say, we mention the prayer for Hashem to giving rain in the blessing of, of the Sheminesi of atagibir Leilam Hashem, uh, the idea of Hashem's severity or his intense strength. So we call the, because uh, cause rain, it's called gvudah it, is it, it it falls with great intensity and great strength and power. like the Gemara says in that word, those wordings, shiyeridim gvudah, At the same time, even though we relate the rain to severities, because it, it falls with great strength, it brings life to the worlds and it has causes everything to grow, it gives people water, so it's a combination of chesed and gvuda. We call the rain intensity, of the intensity of the falling of the rain, and it falls so much, that is Gvuda, but the fact that it brings life, that's Chesed. And besides this idea of Gvuda, which usually we we translate as severities and contraction and restraint, concealment, there's also an idea of Gvuda, of really an intense hashpa, an intense, a very strong, powerful giving over of Chesed. Gvuda, comes from the word Tegbeides, an overpowering An overpowering of giving, and giving over. So how does this relate now to the idea of the five, the five severities, the five grudis of Bina, which end up giving a revelation of godliness within the world? In order, there should be a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem within the finite worlds. It has to be through a great strength, an overpowering strength. Explain another mimer. The explanation is that in order for there to be a revelation of the infinite and unlimited energy of Hashem to bring that revelation of godliness within the finite created worlds, it only comes through an overpowering strength, so to say, to force that that, uh, that unlimited energy into these finite worlds. It comes through a great force, like uh, he, so. He brings from this other mimer which speaks about the, the soul. When when it says when Hashem breathed the soul, gave the soul into man, it says the word vayipach. He breathed it in to his nostrils, and it's explained in Tanya that breathing is only through. <clears throat> when a person breathes, he gets a lot more tired when he breathes out, as when he talks. When a person talks, he can talk and talk and talk, but when all of a sudden you breathe out, it takes a lot more of your energy. You get tired very quick because it's coming from a lot deeper place within your soul, and therefore the soul gets a lot more tired when it when it's breathing. When it's blowing, so that's why when it, Hashem gave over this this soul to a person, which the soul is a piece, literally a piece of God, that like it says in Tanya, a piece of the infinite Hashem, and in giving that to a finite creation, it describes it in a way of breathing, blowing, <clears throat> because it takes a intense power to give over that unlimited piece of divinity into a limited, finite creation. It's almost like you have to stuff it in with a great power, like like a person taking a huge. Object and stuffing it into a small, a small vessel. It takes a great power and great strength for the person to do that. All the more so when we're speaking about bringing an unlimited energy of Hashem, an unlimited revelation of godliness within the limited worlds. You describe that 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 can only happen through tigbaitis, through gvudah, through intense strength. Concerning this level of gvudah, the level of severities which is more expressed in the intensity. A intense strength to bring down the revelation of an infinite level of Hashem within the finite worlds, Concerning that level of Buddha, it says in the verse, to make known to people His severities, His intensity. <coughs> it says it in a way of nister, a hidden, meaning you're speaking to a third person, somebody who's not here right now because we're referring to a level of godliness which is very sublime, which is not able to come down in a revealed way. Um, a higher level. That's right. it's referring to the five severities of Bina of Atzilas, which is the higher level of the severities. Which it says previously in that same verse, in Tehillim, it says, and your severities, they speak about, or your might, they speak about, that's referring to the lower level of the severities. And therefore, it's in the in the first person, as if relating to somebody who is more revealed at the lower level, right in front of you. And that's the level of severities which conceals and hides the divine energy, allowing it to go down to Malchus to create finite worlds. But it says to make people know, to allow people to know his and the third person, heim chinas hei Gvuris ima. That's referring to the higher level of the, the five severities, how they are in Bina, Betzilas, and therefore you say it in the third person because they're higher, they're, so to say, concealed from you, a lot more, a lot more sublime and above, and above comprehension. <laughs> And those are the five severities which allow for the revelation of, the, of Godliness within the world. <coughs> now we can understand what the sages say in the, about the creation of the worlds. It says that Hashem first arose in His thought to create the worlds with the attribute of, of judgment of the severities is about elikim like it says in the beginning, Hashem created. In the beginning of Hashem's creation of the heavens and the earth, it uses the word of the word for the name of Hashem, which relates to Hashem's judgment, elikim As we know that that word elikim that name can use can be used also to refer to actual human judges. Um, so that's why we know that this name of Hashem refers to how Hashem reveals himself in a way of judgment and of severities. So the idea of concealment. So in the beginning of creation, it arose in his thought to create the world through the attribute of judgment. That's why it says in the beginning of creation, the name Elykim. And afterwards, he partnered with that, the, partnered with that, the, the name Elykim, with the severity, the judgment. He partnered with it, the attribute of mercy. That's why later in the story of creation, it uses the name of, the name of Hashem, Havai, which always relates to how Hashem reveals himself in a merciful way. And the day that Havai Elykim created heaven and earth, so that's the saying of the sages. Now, how does it relate to what we said before <coughs> about the different levels of grudas? When it says that Hashem created that, that through the name of a of judgment, even that is already speaking about, obviously, a level of creation can only happen through Havayah. Any creation only comes through the name of Havaya. But it comes through the concealment of the name of the king. So when it says, that Hashem first arose in his thought to create through the attribute of, of judgment, it doesn't mean, obviously, just with judgment, because you cannot have creation with just concealment. There has to be an energy, a divine unlimited energy, which which, which is able to bring something out of nothing, create something from nothing, which explains in other places that's only in the infinite power of, the, of Hashem. And that infinite power of Hashem is expressed through the name of Havaya. as It says in the Zerah that Havaya is Miloshon Mahavit. The, the name Havaya, comes from the same word as create. Mahavit means create because it refers to the divine energy which is unlimited, the level of Hashem which is totally unlimited and able to bring something, to create something from nothing. So any creation has to have a combination of the infinite energy of Havaya and the concealment of Elikim, allowing for that energy to be channeled in a finite way to create finite creations. <laughs> as it's known the verse in Tehillim, it says that shem is light compared to a a so a, a sun and a shield like just like the sun has a shield um, has a shield over it that allows the creations allows people to benefit from the light of the sun and not get burned up and hurt by the intense and intense heat of the sun so shem is compared to a sun. And a shield, he shines to the Jewish people, and he also protects them like a shield. But the Chassidus explanation here is that why would the if it was just saying that Hashem is like a sun and a shield, he protects us and he saves us and he shines to us, he gives his kindness to us. Why would it use in this verse Havaya and Elikim, two names of Hashem? Just say Hashem and Havaya or Hashem and Elikim, and that's because according to Chassidus it really is referring these two ideas of the sun and the shield relate to the two different names of Hashem, Avaya and the Kim. so the Hashem Avaya, the name of avaya which relates to the unlimited divine energy which which allows for creation that's more that's compared to the shemesh the shining because that's the idea of the unlimited energy this the sun how it is in itself it's totally it's too much too much for creation to handle and the muggin this shield that con- that conceals the sun allows the for that heat and the light of the sun to be a benefit to benefit creation that 's compared to the elikim it brings the the intense energy of avaya to a limited way to create limited worlds that 's like the sun the, the sheath over the sun allows for the intense light of the sun to be to benefit creation an article my master al Shemesh that the that that the sheath and the shield shield over the sun conceals and hides the light of the sun, the intense heat of the sun, even though that the revelation of the end of this light is obviously coming from the light of the sun, but nevertheless, we call this light which goes through the shield, the sheath of the sun, we call it the light of the shield, the light of the sun, which comes through the shield, it's really it's relating that light to the shield and not to the sun. Because <laughs> it's not anymore like the same quality of the light of the sun itself. It doesn't have that same intensity. It's more, its intensity is to a lot is so dimmed that we call it the light of the shield. So that's why when we say at the beginning, when we say about creation, we're saying that the, the, the creation comes through the name of the king, which obviously it does not. It comes through through the, the intense power of Avaya which allows for the creation of something from nothing. But since the light of the of Hashem is going the light of Avaya is going through and being dimmed by Alakim, and now it becomes totally different light, a limited divine energy, which allows for creation of limited entities. Therefore we're saying that the creation we're relating it to the name Eliqim, even though obviously it comes from Avaya. Um al So too, the name Alakim of Hashem which which conceals over just like this the shield of the sun, it conceals over the the light of Havaya, over the in, in the unlimited energy of Hashem, the that the revelation of the unlimited energy of Havaya should not be seen in an unlimited way. In order that there should be a possibility for the creation of limited worlds which feel themselves separate from godliness. So that is the idea of a and Havaya. And that's why we're relating to the creation to the name of even though it really comes from the energy, from the possibility of creation, comes from Havaya, the unlimited energy of Hashem. But now, so the beginning, it arose in Hashem's thought to create the world through the attribute, just, uh, attribute of justice of judgment that is really referring to how Havaya and Aleichem work together to create worlds, limited worlds, and how the name of uh makes the light of Havaya. How It dims it and allows it to be able to create actual worlds, to create worlds that feel itself separate. What does it mean that Hashem now is partnering together the attribute of mercy? This is something in, additional, in addition to already how Avi and Elikim are working together to make creation. That's already now talking about that there should be somewhat of a revelation of godliness within the worlds. In order that the worlds shouldn't feel themselves totally separate, they should have somewhat of a recognition of their Creator in order that they should be able to Reach a self nullification to nullify their feeling of independence back to their back to their source, to Creator. So until now we said that the the idea of the drawing revelation of Godliness down into the world comes through the five severities of Bina of Atsilis, as opposed to how the five severities are within the Zohar, which just make a contracted level of Godliness to allow for creation of limited worlds. Here we're saying that really the drawing down of this divine energy that allows for revelation of godliness within the world and allows for a yesh that's actually from Chochmah. That there's two aspects of creation. In creation, every entity of creation, every creation is made up of two things, Chaymer and surah. The physical matter and its form, its spiritual characteristics and qualities, and also its spiritual energy, its soul. And then there's the physical entity, there's just the physical physicality, physical matter of the creation. So it <coughs> explains in that mimer that the creation of the physical matter is from the speech of Hashem like it says in the verse it relates the creation to the speech of Hashem that the speech of Hashem, the the heavens were made but the creation of the form, meaning of the spiritual qualities of creation, and the energy, the spiritual energy of all creation, the soul of everything that comes from the the will, the desire of Hashem and that's what it says in the verse until everything that Hashem desired He made so and obviously, this is a deeper explanation. The regular explanation is that whatever Hashem wants, He can do. But here, it's saying that whatever Hashem desires is what He made, is what He creates. So this is obviously relating to a different level of creation, not to the actual physical matter of creation. That's referring to the level of... of, of that's creating the spiritual qualities of all of creation, the, the divine energy within all of creation, which allows for... The, uh, the creations to feel their source, to feel Godliness a little bit, and to nullify themselves back to that source. See what it says over there on the notes, of that mimer of and also see in from and that mimer, that now he's going to say, what, what does it say over there? The These two levels of the speech of Hashem, which creates the physical matter of creation, which allows creation to feel itself separate and be limited, and then the the, the 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 desire of Hashem, the will of Hashem, which creates the spiritual qualities of creation, which allows itself to feel its source and to nullify itself back to its source, these two levels of divine energy, they actually are two different um, divine energies which are drawn down from the level of Bina and Chachma. So, <coughs> First of all, just a quick explanation why there's the so the spiritual the physical matter of creation which feels itself separate that comes from the speech of Hashem, because speech in the, by a person is something is the way that a person relates to that which is outside of him and how he reveals which is hidden in him in him to the outside world, and that means in godliness it's the level of divine energy which is already so to say coming outside of its source feeling separate and more contracted level of divine energy which gives room for the outside world for a creation of something separate and that's why. This speech of Hashem, so to say, is what creates the physical matter of creation, the aspect of creation which fuels itself separate and has its own feeling of independence. But the will of Hashem re- it creates the spiritual qualities of creation and gives the creation the ability to nullify itself and feel its go- a godly source. Because the will, we spoke about in the previous episodes, is a kayach makif. Within a person, the will is not relating to a specific organ of the person, as it, whereas um, the wisdom, the intellect of a person relates to your brain, the feelings of a person relate to the heart... The, the will does not have a specific limb in which it's revealed and channeled through. It, when you say a person wants something, it's the whole soul, his whole soul being drawn to that. And that's because the will is a k'yach makif, is at such a sublime, high level within the soul, it cannot be enclosed and contained in a specific limb. So too, the will of Hashem relates to a divine level of, uh, of energy which is so sublime, so unlimited, it, does, it cannot be contracted, it can, it contained in any vessels. So that level, uh, the will of Hashem, which is the unlimited love of Godliness is basically is what allows for the creation of the spiritual quality of creation, which allows for the feeling of the revelation of Godliness, and these two levels are actually drawn down from Chokma and Bina. the Bina b'chinas Yesh, as it's explained, that Bina, Bina is is always called, called Yesh, is it's a feeling of independence, a feeling of separateness, it's own it's a, it's, it's own entity, Chokma who b'chinas Ayn, and Chokmah, uh, Wisdom relates to Ayn, to nothingness, feeling, feeling that it's it, a feeling that it doesn't have its own independent, independent existence. So, because Bina, we know in the person's analogy from the person's soul, is the level where a person draws down from the seminal point of the wisdom, the concept that he's thinking about, and he brings it down into his own intellect, understands it with all the explanations and all the details of the concept, and it already starts to make sense to him. Whereas Chachma, wisdom, is just where he gets the flash, the initial flash of the concept he says, ah, I got it, but he doesn't. Able, he's not able to explain it yet. He really can't understand it. He doesn't really understand it in his own mind. He just feels that he got the point of it. So what does that mean? In spiritual terms also, chachma and Bina, Chokmah, the level of wisdom, is so sublime, it's the seminal point of godliness before it's already come down and taken on an existence more, before it's, it's, it's still where it's so close to the divine, the unlimited divine energy, it doesn't feel its own separateness. And it doesn't have a feeling of separate yeshs, of separate identity. Whereas Bina, already the divine energy is coming lower and more contracted and starts to take on its own feeling, its own separateness, so to say. Therefore, the drawing down of the divine energy through Bina, that is what creates the worlds to have their own feeling of separate existence in limited worlds. And that's the idea of the Dvar Hashem, the speech of Hashem, which creates the physical matter of creation. And the drawing down of uh, added divine energy through Chochmah, that's what that's what brings about a real revelation of godliness within the worlds, and allows for the nullification of the worlds back to their source, allows the worlds to feel, not totally separate, but to feel somewhat of a revelation of God, and to nullify themselves back to that source. So that's why we're saying in the beginning here that uh, the drawing down of the divine energy, the revelation of God within the world, so that the world shouldn't feel itself totally separate, is actually really from Chochmah. Because Chochmah is the level of God, the level which which doesn't have its own independent feeling, like within the person, before his own his own personal understanding comes into play, where it's just the he gets the pure concept, without, it's actually the the objective truth, without involving his subjective reality, what he thinks, how he understands it, his explanations, Chokhmah is a level where it's above your own, your own reali- above your own existence, your own independent feeling, your own independent understanding, and so too the Chokhmah is the level of Godliness, how it still transcends all feeling of separateness, a feeling of transcends all finite existence, and therefore that level is what brings into creation the revelation of Godliness and not the feeling of just in creation, feeling of separate, separate existence in creation and this is now we can explain uh, what we say in the blessing after uh, after using the restroom it says you have formed man through chachma, through wisdom obviously the simple explanation is that Hashem created everybody everyone with such wisdom you look at how all the parts of the body work and it's so complex and it just works automatically here we're gonna make a specific nuances in the uh, we're gonna uh, relate to the specific nuances in the verse. It says, Asher yotzar es ha'adam, who formed man, uses the word yitzira, who formed man, through chachma, and not bina, it uses the word chachma specifically. The b'china so that's saying that the the, the, tzuda, the form, the spiritual qualities and characteristics, and the spiritual energy, the soul of all of creation, shazau which allows the, per, the creation to have a, a feeling of uh, self-nullification to godliness, is only through the, the, the Chochmah. Like we said before, the Chochmah draws down the divine energy within creation in a somewhat revealed way, allowing the creation not to feel totally separate. And that's why it says, the Tzudah comes from chachma. This is also sometimes what we find in Kabbalah that says that the source of Malchus, which is the lowest sphere of Atzillas which allows for the creation of separate creations, the source of that sphere is from Bina, and is from Bina. Bina Nikris Melech. And how do we see that? Because sometimes Bina is called Melech. Malkus. Kvishkos of Chaim. U Melech oylam, And like it says in the verse, the living God and the king of the worlds. The Oylom Hu B'Chinas za, world always relates to the za to the Midas, the Midas of Atzilas. Like we know that it says, the world was created through Chesed, through kindness, which is the first of the six attributes of, of Zah, six emotive attributes. So we see that the whole world is r- always relating to the world uh, to the level of ZA of the Midas of Etzilas. So, Ulam relates to Zah, Bina, Nikreis, Melech, Ulam. But Bina, which at the beginning of the verse, it says, Elikim Chaim. Elikim Chaim in Kabbalah says, always relates to Bina. So, Elikim Chaim is called Melech Oilam, the king over Oilam, over the world, which we said it relates to ZA. And what is above What is above the Midas is the first level above that, is Bina. So, Bina is called the Melech uh, O'Elam. So therefore, we see that Bina relates to Melech, to Malchus. In Kamesh Baruch explained another place on the saying of the Is Melech Le'Ela, Berraza de Kedesh HaKadashim Chulu. There is a supernal king in the, in the secret of the Holy of Holies. So this is obviously not relating to the lower level of kingship, which is Malchus of Atzilus, the lowest level, the lowest sphere of Atsilas, but a supernal king, which relates to um, the source of Malchus within Bina of Atsilas. And so sometimes Bina, uh, the, sometimes the source of Malchus is in Bina. is the shade of Malchus, sometimes it says that the source of Malchus is from Chochma, the highest sphere of Atzilus. Like it says that Hashem Established the earth through wisdom through Chachmah. but obviously the, the, the deeper explanation is that the the root of the root of, of of the earth, which earth already always refers to malchus, the root of that is within Chachmah. because earth just like the earth is the lowest part of creation, which everyone steps on it, so too malchus is the lowest sfirah. So Hashem bechokmah yasad eretz, that this, this the yisoid the source of, of the eretz of the earth of of malchus is in Chachmah so to in another place that the letters of Malchus is from the le- from the level of Bina like we spoke about before that the that debord that speech and letters is mamish is literally synonymous with malchus that's how the king rules over his people and becomes the king is through his speech through his commands so the letters of Malchus relate to Bina to the how, how the source of malchus is within Bina. That and the 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 com- combination of the letters together to make words that is from the level of Chachma. Like it says it says uses the word the word the word combination with the word chokhma, showing that chokhma is what combines the letters together, the letters of malchus together the this is relating to the same idea we said before. The say yesh to Malchus that the creation of the separateness of the separate worlds, allowing for the world to feel themselves separate and independent identities that creation from Malchus who of Sabina is from Bina of malchus that that's just relating to this the specific letters of Malchus and we said that before that the letters each letter is its own separate existence is totally not comparable to the other letter, and that is really it signifies in godliness. The, how the divine energy already contracts itself and relates to specific creations. So the letters of Malchus come from Bina. That's the feeling of the separateness. But the ability of the creation to feel its source and to nullify itself back to that source in Godliness. That's from the Chokmah of the house. How, the how Malchus is rooted in Chokmah. So that's the idea that the, it's what brings all the letters together, all the letters of creation together, and the unity. So that's the level of godliness. It's not just how the letters are all separate, which relates to the separate divine energy, how the divine energy already comes down in a limited way, relating to each creation in its own limited fashion, and how it is and it's separate from everything else. Chokhmah brings all the letters together, allows for the different creations to feel the oneness back to Hashem, how they're all connected. And that's the idea of of chachma. We said it allows for the creation to feel its source and to be able to nullify itself back to that source. Even though we said before that the revelation of godliness within the world actually relates to the five severities of Bina Vatzilas and not the chachma, like we're saying now, but the main explanation is really it's really from the, from the level of godliness which is revealed In Chachma going down into Bina and being expressed through the five severities within Bina. Uh, Through the revelation of Chachma within Bina, that's how the severities of Bina become sweetened and allow for the revelation of godliness within the worlds. Stopping at the top of Ches, the first line. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast Chidis. This is Levi Gelb. And If anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chesidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur, explanation on a Mimer from Tehrer Lukute Tehrer, almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimaran that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tavim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.